Welcome to Coffee with Convery, the podcast where we uncover the world of work through the journeys of the guests and their stories. Today, we have Matthew Chin, a food photographer, food stylist, and a recipe developer hailing from Toronto, Canada. Matthew has been navigating the world of freelance as a food content creator and recipe developer, bringing delicious and trendy recipes to life for social media platforms, marketing campaigns, and more. Whether it's crafting mouthwatering visuals through food photography, quick cut social format videos, or whipping up delectable recipes, his passion lies in creating engaging and informative content that resonates with both his clients and their audiences. Before his freelance journey, Matthew served as a culinary lead and food stylist at a food creative agency, a role that allowed him to pitch and develop recipes tailored to specific brands. From preparing and styling dishes for various clients to managing the kitchen department, he honed his skills in creative ideation, food styling, and even occasionally hand modeling for that extra touch. Matthew's educational background, a bachelor degree in journalism from Toronto Metropolitan University with a minor in English has provided him with a solid foundation for storytelling and content creation. So grab your favorite dink of choice, settle in, and let's chat about the intersection of creativity, food, and the ever-evolving landscape of content creation with Matthew Chin. Matthew, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. That was such a mouthful, but I'm glad you got through it. <laughs> I'm so glad. I wanted to give the full background because I think you are totally the first person I've had on as a food stylist and with such an interesting background. So I can't wait to jump into how you landed there and, and your journey to date. But maybe we'll start with some first rapid fire questions. What are your pronouns? Uh, great question. My pronouns are he, him. He and him. And what's your superpower? Oh, <laughs> I shouldn't be stumped on this already, but I feel like my superpower would be listening. Like that's a, that's a one for me for sure. I love that. I love that. So I don't know, this one's going to be interesting with all the work you do with food and different things, but I always like to ask my guests, what's their favorite smell? Uh, yeah, good question as well. Um, it would definitely be mint. Um, I love mint, peppermint, chocolate mint. Those That's just like one of my favorite scents for sure. Mint, awesome. And all shapes and forms, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, we had it growing up and I just remember that in our garden for like the yeah. longest time. And I just, I love it with everything. Oh, it's so great. Yeah, it's such a refreshing smell. So um, next one, what's your best compliment you've ever received? Uh, my best compliment I've ever received would have to be... Um, it was, it's more of my favorite one, but one was, I have a great aura. It's, it's like indigo or violet for anyone who's actually into auras, but I thought it was really funny. And uh, I just love saying that. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Indigo or violet. I'm going to have to look that up now. Um, guilty pleasures, go-to snacks. We all have one or maybe few. What What's yours? Yeah, it's it's pretty basic. It's um, premium plus crackers. Like, <laughs> I just really like them. Ah, all right. All right. Um, thinking back to school, what was your favorite subject? It could be high school, university, whatever, but what was your favorite subject? For sure. My favorite subject was definitely math, which is probably like a, like a strange sort of out of left field, but I genuinely really loved like math and just okay. like learning numbers and all of that. Awesome. Well, it's a good skill to have, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> we all started somewhere, one job, whatever that might be. What was your very first job? Um, yeah, my first job was working at a donut shop as a dishwasher. I my weakness is donuts; like it's a guilty pleasure, and I once I start eating it, I cannot stop. So, 
yeah, working at a donut shop was just giving into temptation, but it was a lot of fun. That's awesome. That's awesome. Did you actually make the donuts or you said you were a dishwasher? No, I was just a dishwasher. So I got to eat them at the end of the okay. day, which is, which is pretty much the best part. <laughs> that is the best part, even better than making them. If you had to pick one word to describe yourself, what would you pick? Oh, um, hmm. If I had to describe myself in one word, I think it would be passionate. Like I'm very passionate about things. Awesome. It's a great thing to be. All right. So as we're getting started, I was sharing with you a little bit about the audience and people that listen to the podcast. So for the audience, let's take us back a bit to the beginning when you were looking at universities and deciding kind of what programs to pursue. What went into your decision to pursue a bachelor degree in journalism? And how has that educational background influenced your career in the food content creation? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I, when I first and originally like got into journalism and was thinking I wanted to do journalism, I was like, my mindset was I really wanted to be like an investigative journalist. I really wanted to like uncover truths. And I was really just like genuinely curious and interested, um, which is completely not a bad thing at all. But it definitely, I was young at that time and I definitely didn't know like what I had in store. So like, um, I, I really like had to go a lot like a long way from then till now. But that was sort of my mindset. And like journalism really did help me out. Like it taught me a lot. Um, it Like mainly it showed me photography. It showed me videography. So that's really what got me interested in content creation. Um, I didn't like I genuinely only until about two years ago, I didn't realize I wanted to do like food specifically, but it really like got me interested in journalism um, in that sense. And then from there, it got me out of my shell and into like food content creation. Awesome. And so that intersection between journalism and your creative work and food photography, styling, recipe development, um, I, I just find it like as a fascinating area. Um, and your website, by the way, is fantastic. Um, do you see any of your like specific journalistic skills coming into play when you're doing that role? For sure. Like there's a lot of skills, like I genuinely needed to learn or do journalism to do what I'm doing. Um, only because like, I was a very shy kid. Like I wasn't able to like, basically open myself up. Um, interviewing scared me. Like I was always terrified and like, I still get nervous during interviews and stuff. But um, when I got into journalism and I learned how to like really talk to people, listen to people, understand their needs and stuff like that, it's super important when you're working with creative work because creative work is very much like, it's not as descriptive as you'd like. <laughs> like a lot of clients might be like, hey, um, we want it to look more airy or light. And it's like, these kinds of things are very like, abstract so to really like hone in on those like asking the right questions making sure you're being critical about things and of course with um anything that's a service-based industry even with like photography you have deliverables and you need to send them on a deadline so it's very very helpful to like just keep yourself accountable all the time because um you'll you'll have like insane deadlines and you'll make sure that you'll have to make sure that it's like sent in on time so those are some like very strong sort of structural skills and then in terms of the creative side like at the end of the day I feel like there's a lot more 
creativity in what I'm doing now versus journalism, but there is a lot of like creativity in the way that you craft a story in journalism, especially with broadcast too. You have like, you have to think about B-roll, you have to think about um, how you're going to put this together. And really like that idea of creating that hook with journalism, you have to create this sort of like, what's the first five seconds of the video that you really want to get people like, uh, people's attention or what's the lead of the sentence from your journalism article that you really want people to like latch onto. Those are some of the most important things that are like brought into creative like realms, but like, I feel like it's more exponential. It's like within those five seconds, you have to make sure that it's like hit and there's the audience is really the, well, it's a client's really the goal, but the audience is also like, will tell you whether it's good or not. <laughs> and I think just being able to like listen to that and being able to understand what you're really trying to get from both the client and the audience is super, super important. And like journalism is the same way. You do have to listen or you don't have to listen to the audience, but you do have to understand them. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of like structural and sort of like um, like soft skills that you learn from journalism that can be sort of transferred into creativity. And just with me being sort of like a shy person, someone who needed to like get out of their shell, journalism really helps me do that. Um, but um, it's from there that's like completely changed. But yeah, really long-winded answer. I hope I answered No, that. no, it's totally interesting. And I think understanding how that's played into your whole, you know, how you approach everything and even how you think through things, I think it's awesome. And so if you're thinking of um, maybe some of our listeners, maybe they're students, maybe they're just starting to get um, going with, you know, picking on what they want to do for for the rest of our lives, which, you know, I don't think that's yes. ever the case. Uh, but maybe what would you tell or advice you give to your younger self and maybe some like advice to students who are or young people or even career seekers are thinking of opening up their own business because that's slightly different than yeah. you know working for a big company so if you could um maybe talk a little bit about opening up your own business yeah um honestly if i knew what was involved with running a business i probably wouldn't have if i'm going to be <laughs> completely like honest but no it's like it's one of the most rewarding things i've ever done it's just so challenging like every day is a new challenge and it sort of like pushes you to do more but advice I would give to my younger self I feel like it's sort of like a two-parter one is to really like trust your gut because mm -hmm. at the time like I remember when I first got out of journalism I was one of the like it, there's no I, I graduated from TMU and TMU it's a small program um, a lot of people who graduated didn't get like a full-time job right out of the gate and I got a full-time job and I was in like production in a broadcast newsroom and I was also working on a documentary and I was super busy but I was miserable and like the thing was I kept telling myself I was like this is what everyone wanted and this is what you should want and those are the things because it's like you work for a four-year program you spent thousands of dollars um and like I wasn't happy and like the whole thing was it was I wasn't able to like listen to myself because I heard so much like external influences. Um, and it was only until like, I, I had to quit. And I like, it was just like burnout time, like to the extreme. And um, I like actually had time to really sit and think about what I really wanted to do. And like the, the answer that kept coming back was food. Like I, I always wanted to work with food. I always wanted to learn more about food. Um, so I had to like, do something with food. Um, 
and only with like me finally taking a break and like finally listening to like what I really mm -hmm. want to be doing and like not listening to external influences was I, I was able to do that. And it does come from like a partially privileged place where I could be like, I can quit. I don't have to worry about next month's rent or something like that. But it's, it very much helped me figure out what I wanted to do next um, right. and really like trusting my gut, trusting myself and like what I wanted to do was like the right thing. Um, but I think there's also the other part of it where it's um, letting yourself fail because I remember like journalism is very much your reputation is the most important, was the, mo or is, it is the most important thing at the time it was the most important thing when I was studying journalism. So um, it doesn't allow for failure, but it also perpetuates perfection. And it's like this idea where you have to be able to like overperform and do better than most people. And like, it doesn't, if for me at the time, I just didn't learn that I can be wrong. I can let things fall. I can do bad. <laughs> and I think that that's like such a very like powerful thing to do or to learn because um, when I failed, I actually learned what I wanted to do more. So like that was the thing where it kind of led me in the right direction only from looking at the things that I wasn't really that good at or wanted to learn more about. And even when you're not good at something, you could still fail and do it and really enjoy it. So like there's also that side. But yeah, embracing failure and trusting your gut were two of the things that I really, really needed to learn. And that goes into like running my own business and opening my own business because like um there's so many times like even when I'm running my business I'm supposed to have the answers because I'm reaching out to the clients I'm supposed to know these things but there's so many things that change like TikTok and Instagram are changing constantly so how do I even like equate that in sort of like a budgetable like a uh, time frame and certain things just like completely change where when you have growth which is great for a business it's like when do you pull the trigger on hiring somebody or when do you like know when is the right move to hire someone and what is the right amount because like there could be times when you're just spending way too many hours on a client and the the price of the whole budget is now going down just because it's so much work so it's very very hard mm -hmm. and all these questions are like sort of all these sort of uh ideas are very much like increased when you're running your own business <laughs> so um it's like very much a lot of fun in my own sense because i've learned to embrace failure and I, like i really enjoy having to figure these things out but it's just like um learning those two sort of like ideas are very like important to move forward with life wow 100 percent. like that that just what you went through and the advice and it's chock full of insights and content and ideas and i love the fact that you went to the failure side too because so often what we do see through media journalism and others is everything social media all the you know things that are going really well and you don't know what it took them to get there or what's behind that smile right um but no thank you for sharing and opening up on that i think it's really helpful for the, our audience and listeners to kind of think through that a bit better maybe with maybe a different lens that you shared i know the audience is probably thinking what does a freelance food content creator do? And what is the day in the life? Could you take us through some of that just to kind of see what that looks like? 
Oh yeah, fair fair point. Like it's very hard because yeah, I can completely change my profile or like my title, just depending to fit the situation. But it's basically for me how I could define it, which constantly changes, um, is sort of like if you have any sort of media that's based on food. Um, I would love to be a part of it. <laughs> and that's how I would just say it in sort of like a spark notes version. But um, my main sort of like what I really do and I really hone in my skills are is photography for restaurants, brands and businesses like focused on food um, as well as videos like social content is very important and like building your brand and building your business. But really understanding your audience is what I help them with. So I can create content based on sort of what works best for the clients and what trends should we jump on those kinds of things but um yeah it's basically just making food working with food all day and sort of building it for a digital space um and that could be websites that could be a social media that could be like even an ad space um but yeah and even if it means working with food it's where i got my start which is food styling so if i work with the food directly or if i'm behind the camera i'm happy to be part of it Really cool. And obviously that, and I can tell just listening to you, like you're a creative person. I can see your, your aura <laughs> coming through <laughs> here. Um, so how do you approach a new project, whether it's a recipe, a photo shoot or video, whatever it is, like, what does that creative process look like? For sure. That's a great question. And for each process or each like sort of type of project, it completely differs. Like okay. each one is so different and, and my day in the life is like completely different all the time. But um, basically like my creative process for that is um, really understanding what the client wants. So I, I sometimes have questionnaires. I have um, sort of ideas that I want to do, but where that sort of comes from um, is like uh, anywhere, which is hard to say, sorry. Um, to sort of like just backtrack on this. Um, so I have different things that I send the clients, which are questionnaires, they'll answer them and we sort of like get a better understanding of what they're looking for. Um, and then from there, we'll make sure that um, we're on the same page. Like here's the services that I offer. There's a lot of times with creative work, um, clients can have their own vision in mind of what they want. And it could be out of my purview. Like it could be completely just like not Sense. feasible for me to even achieve that level or even to um, spend my time on that even if it's even a smaller project. So it's like really good to just sort of like align ourselves. So there will be a lot of back and forth, just making sure that mm. we're on the same page. And then when we're actually like on a shoot or doing those kinds of things, it's kind of funny because the creative process typically happens before we even show up. So the sort of ideas are sent in sort of like photos or concepts or briefs. And like these sort of concepts are completely figured out from the surfaces to the tables, to um, props, food, like ingredients, um, garnishes, like all of that is figured out before we even like, set foot in the studio on the day of um so it is like uh, as much as like people want to say that it sounds like fun and it's you get to work with food all day which it is like i'm so grateful that i do get to work with food all day there's a lot of structure and like i think this is where the math comes in where it's like you mm -hmm. do work with a lot of like logic rather than creativity and then the creativity is sort of like um 
at the end. And there is times when you're on studio or when you're in the studio and you're shooting and you're like, let's try instead of this plate, I know we agreed on, let's try this plate because maybe this white plate will bring out the, the look of the chocolate because of the contrast. And like those kinds of things are, are there, but it's very much for me rooted in logic rather than mm. it is creativity but at the end of the day when you're crafting the whole thing like especially for videos and you're putting it all together and it's like matching the audio or whatever you're like matching it with um it, that's where like the flow sort of comes in and you are very much like in a state where you're just thinking about how this can be the best represented as possible or how we can make this the best it could possibly be um, but there's a lot of structure, there's a lot of principles and rules and all of that that we kind of like think about, but also just knowing them, we also are able to break them at the same time, if that makes sense. There's it, there's it a does. lot there, for sure. It does, and it's super intriguing, like when you're describing it, um, it, 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 of course all those things have to go into it, it makes sense, but I guess I wouldn't have thought of it that way, um, but thank you for sharing that. And Obviously, as you're going through this, you know, we talked about running your own business and the challenges there, but what also we have challenges that we face and things. What was what what things have you overcome obstacles in this dynamic world of food content creation? Like where what's an interesting story is that you like to share with us? That was a challenge. Oh, gosh. Uh, great question. <laughs> um, I think some of the biggest obstacles with food content creation is very much miscommunication. Um, and that can happen on any sort of level. I think when you work with bigger productions, there's more heads, there's more people talking. So it's very much like you need to understand sort of what is the structure of their business as well as your business, but really understanding sort of the structure of it, because there are going to be times where you're going to have to be like, okay, I get that you're a marketer, but or I get that you're the social media manager, but you're not the marketer who's right. actually paying for the shoot. So it's like, we have to like also create these structures on a, on a set. And a lot of times I am working with people who may have not even like had this budget before and I'm asking them for like, say even thousands of dollars. And it's just like, they don't know what this is and they, they don't know if that it's gonna like equate to something that's really worth it. So it's like very, it's very much trying to communicate as much as possible before the shoot. And then when you're at the shoot, because you only have a set amount of hours, it, it's like, go, 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 make sure that this is all there. But if there's like structures that aren't in place, it becomes very difficult. Um, mm. So big, like that's some of, some of the bigger challenges, but it's also a lot of fun. Like, again, communication comes in handy, understanding where everything's coming from, really listening to the client is like very good to like make sure that it works. And of course these can be applicable anywhere um, in any project, but um, those are some of the, the main ones. Um, but in terms of a story of the biggest challenges, um, oh, I think there was, oh, here's one, I think I can talk about <laughs> it's technically not out. <laughs> that's why I'm just thinking about it, but I'll, I'll say that a little ambiguously. Yes. Um, we, I worked on a project where a client, so it's for food styling where um, actors on a set had to eat the food, but at the same time, it's sort of like, it had to be very much like the item was very much experimental. Let's just say it that way. Um, okay, that's right, it, yeah. It was, yeah, it was made with like sodium alginate and it was like 
it's supposed to be mushy, but also it's supposed to like, for lack of a better word, like gush, like juices out, which is horrible. It's a horrible description, but it's meant to be like disgusting. And um, for <laughs> actors on a set, to have their trust to be like, I need you to eat this. It's not going to be great. Um, and it's not going to be like, you're welcome to spit it out. I'm not going to be offended. Right. But like, just just know that you're supposed to eat it and be like, mm, delicious. So um, that was like a very hard learning curve because of course I wanted to do well and I wanted to make sure that like um, the directors were happy, but I knew at the same time the actors were going to hate it. And they were supposed to sell it as like the most delicious thing in the world. Um, and I just remember being on set and like just the moment they eat it and then their face is just like, their, their original faces is, this is really gross. I can't eat it, I might vomit. Um, and then the entire set just laughing. Um, like just the director in the background just being like, just trying to hold it together because they know it's bad, but like they have to sell it as something that's delicious. That was probably like one of the moment where I was just like, I need, to, I, I needed to understand the structure because of course I want to make the directors and producers happy. But at the same time, the actors, they're going to have to do their best at acting. Um, but it's very hard because it's like, you can't please everyone. You have to let things fall. You know that like sometimes failure is good, but like, that's that was hard that was very hard because it's just like uh i know that that one was just gonna like bite me for sure but yeah that's one of my biggest challenges for sure that's really interesting because um where we we have a bit of overlap on experiences we've had some commercial shot in our house and one of them was for um i can't say the name either but it was for let's say similar a food and unfortunately um, or fortunately, however you look at it, the actors had to do a number of takes and um, literally had we had buckets so that they could spit out the product because after a while, whether it's good or not good, <laughs> yeah. right? You can get quite, quite sick on what that might be. And so it was really interesting to uh, to see that in my own world. So, and I think they must have done like, I don't know how many takes, but tons of them. Um, but anyways, I did want to... Um, talk about we were going to talk about adaptability here but obviously you have to have adaptability to these situations um as a crucial skill and i was going to ask you a little bit about how that's played into your role um but i guess that's one way another way would be adaptability to the market and to other things and um mm -hmm. and how you do your own business is that fair when maybe some lessons learned for sure yeah um adaptability is super huge especially when you're working in uh in like social media because social media is constantly changing um and just really understanding it but not from like a sense where it's like of course you want to do well and make viral hits and stuff like that but just overall trends understanding sort of like what would work well for the client that you're working with and i think that that's like super huge because a lot of people want to jump on trends especially for like content creation um, and just like it may not actually work out but I'm not like a super social media guru so don't take anything I say like <laughs> super like whatever take it with a grain of salt which is what I'm trying to say but um, adaptability is very huge um, but it, I think it's also just like a sense of understanding like what you want to be doing um, and I think because of that um, like for me I constantly changed like once I left the agency I 
was like a full food stylist. That's all I was doing. I never really worked with photography or videography, but um, there was a moment where I started to realize when you're a food stylist, um, you do have intellectual property over the actual product, but at the end of the day, what you're selling to the client is the photo and the photo doesn't belong to you. So it was kind of like strange to me to think that it's like, oh, I'm gonna run this business. Um, I'm gonna make this, but I'm gonna have to hire someone who eventually or essentially owns my own pro or the product that I want to be selling to a client, which is something that like I just couldn't sit with just because mm. I do like the idea of owning something yeah. and selling something that I own. Um, so it was very much like I wanted it to be personal and because it is my own business, I wanted something to say that this is mine. Um, so I did have to make a pivot and it was like right at the beginning, um, where I was like, I need to pivot to doing something that I can sell per that's personal to me and something that I really wanted to sell that I could say that is my own. I own this. Um, so it was a lot of learning, but it was also, um, a lot of mistakes. Like a lot of clients weren't happy with the photos when I first started. And, um, there were times where I got feedback, which was, sometimes warranted and sometimes very much unwarranted. So it was really understanding sort of what could I learn to make this better and what can I learn that really needed to like, or what can I learn that wasn't actually necessary um, and sort of differentiating that. And um, I also needed to learn a little bit about letting clients go um, because it does seem counterintuitive when you're working with like uh, when you're when you have a business and you're like successful and you're able to run this um, but I had a huge like a hugely hard time because I wanted to make sure the stuff I did was good I wanted to make sure that it was really really like fulfilling for both me and whoever I was making it for but I did also realize that like um, it wasn't um, like it was okay to let things go. And if a client yeah. wasn't happy and it just got harder and harder to make them happy, it was okay to be like, this is where I draw the line. This is not what I'm going to be doing anymore. Or this is not what I want to be doing, which is also like a great thing to say, because as someone who has like seven titles to their name right now, it's also like, don't do it. Like if it's not for you, don't do it. And if you don't want to do recipe development and you just want to focus on food photography or whatever it is photography instead of video or even writing or audio instead of like any sort of other medium do that too it's just for me i got so lucky and i'm so like grateful that the clients that i work with now are the ones that i genuinely like i believe in their product i believe in what i do with them and i get to basically further my own development and basically push myself every single time to do better so that's why i'm able to be like oh i do photography but i also do videography and recipe development just because my clients need those kinds of things and i'm happy to provide it for them and i'm happy to really work on that to do and create a better service every time um, and it really is about like bettering myself and bettering sort of the overall quality of the product over and over again um, and that's where the adaptability comes in, mm. where it's about creating something that's really good for both you and for the industry or for your clients um, and really understanding those lines between 
I need to stop or I need to I need to just basically take a step back and realize yeah. what I need to be doing and sort of and that's really like that's the adaptation I'm talking about if that makes sense. Oh, it makes a lot of sense and what I'm thinking about too is is one the that the whole thing that you go through but also you know from a time management balancing perspective you're balancing so many different dynamics of different like you said multiple roles or multiple titles but also multiple outputs so how do you balance it all like how do you how do you how do you how do you manage your time that way for sure um it's <laughs> it's a lot of con like it's a lot of calendars i'll be honest um and also it's sort of like um for me, it's compartmentalizing. So um, it's very much, oh, uh, photography takes like sort of this amount of time. This is how I'm going to like sort of structure it. Uh, videography, it takes a little bit longer. It adds a little bit more freedom. So I'm going to structure it differently than say, gotcha. and then recipe development is, a. it's hard to say, but I do think I do have this thing where basically like every two or three hours, I will switch my mindsets throughout the day and I know for a lot of people that's not ideal where they're like I need to do one thing for the whole day um and that's completely fair um that like do do that your way um but yeah for me that's why every single day is completely different it's basically chaos um but I I kind of love it chaos. Um, organized yeah, chaos yeah <laughs> organized chaos like the beginning of the week is always um I'm gonna figure out what I'm doing for the whole week. Yeah. I'm going to send emails, all of those things, sort of like the business side is figured out the, the first day of the week. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday could be shoots and sort of like planning for the shoots and just making sure all of that's there. And then Friday is edits, revisions, um, putting all those things together. Um, and for sure, like all of that can be changed if a client has feedback or revisions or any of those things. So I sort of... Um, just allow myself to have that time as well, maybe during the Wednesday or maybe during like Friday, just to make sure that there is buffer time to, to make everything and everyone happy. Um, and uh, yeah, and but very much so like when I edit photos, the mindset is very different from editing videos. Um, it's also like just thinking about, I don't know, um, the technical aspects of, editing a photo using Lightroom and also understanding sort of like AI generated content aware filters and all of those things that's super new right now. It's just like throwing yourself into that is really important, but also just understanding that is a very different mindset from saying uh, editing a video um, for social or even editing a video for websites. It's, it's very much um, mindsets completely change, which is why I'm keeping it so ambiguous and sorry, but no, no, um, no, it's, just... it's actually insightful. Cause I'm thinking you got to have your finger on so many pulses and, and how you do it and go through it. That makes a lot of sense. Um, are you, yeah. I, I want to ask you this question and I, I, I don't want to get you in trouble or whatever. Cause I know sure. favorite projects. I'm like, there must be something you've done that's so that hopefully you could talk about that. It's been like really cool or inspiring <laughs> or something that you didn't expect and how it turned out. But is there something that you'd like to share with us? Yeah, for sure. I've done a few cool projects, I would say, like I really love. I think the funniest thing is working in commercial and sort of like marketing. Um, some of my most like favorite projects are ones that are like indie and like things that aren't like well out there or anything like that. Yeah. Um, I did as soon as I like left the agency and actually partially the reason why I left the agency was um, uh, an opportunity where I got to food style for like a set, which was really big. It was like a 
five-day shoot for wow. a short film. Um, and it was the coolest thing I've probably ever done and probably will do. It was like Hannibal, Hannibal um, meets uh, like, uh, I'm going to say the bear, but I feel like the bear is also just in my head a lot higher. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it was like Hannibal meets the bear where it's like the intensity of like a restaurant scene, but with like the gory sort of, you don't know what you're eating sort of feeling, but to sort of come up with the recipes. So my idea was to, I would have to come up with the recipes for the head chef and like what that head chef would make would be wow. the thing that she serves. And I would actually have to come up with it. And it was so cool because I never really, like I had to think about how to make things like curdy, but also like make it last on set because there's also this idea where things dry out, it goes bad. So like I had to like come up with ideas that would bring on the longevity but it was something that like threw me way outside my comfort zone wow. i felt like i wasn't ready but like i was like let's do it um uh it was yeah the planning oh it was also there was a lot of fermentation involved so i had to think about how to make it look fermented but also some of the things that were needed to be fermented um so it was really cool to like really throw myself into the world of fermentation as well um, and just like, I learned so much about bubbles, which I, I didn't even realize, <laughs> like, like champagne bubbles are completely different from carbonated bubbles. And like, how do you make things like, sort of look active and like, oh, and Alka-Seltzer bubbles as well. So it's right. like, it's very interesting. And it was so cool to like, work on those kinds of things, because it was like at the end of the day, you see the product and I was like, this is something that's like completely beyond me. It was like a team that worked um, so hard on it. And it was definitely not like, I was just like a cog in the wheel. But at the end of the day, when I saw the whole thing come together, I was like, holy, this is amazing. Um, so cool. And it was just so, yeah, it was so fantastic to be a part of. And I was so happy to be a part of it. So that was definitely like one of the coolest, if not the coolest things I've ever been a part of. Um, and it was super rewarding uh, for me, of course. Um, nice. And yeah, that's that would have to be my answer. That is pretty cool. That is pretty cool. It's uh, wow, a lot of things going into that. So, like, what's what's next? Looking ahead, like, what's your future goals, objectives, things? Where do you see yourself going with this? And any ideas? Or yeah, just curious. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a great question, but I just feel like every month it'll be a different Changes. answer. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I genuinely, I don't know. I I just truthfully, like my thing is just make my clients happy and make yep. everyone that I work with happy, but also doing some great stuff. I think for me, um, taking on more creative work and personal work is something that I will probably be doing in the future. Like as much as I am very much work and business and like this needs to grow, I also do want to do things that are like, fulfilling and like helping small businesses out and just like nice sort of like giving back as well as not just taking is something yeah. that is definitely on my radar um now that i do have a time like some time to step back i will definitely be like thinking about those kinds of things but um for sure nice. those are some future aspirations yeah no that's really nice and it's um it's interesting when you can look and reflect on those things what was there anything you know again First of all, wow, this has been such an enlightening and interesting conversation. And 
tons of ideas and thoughts and insights from you. Thank you so much. But is there something that you wanted to share that maybe I didn't tap into or share for the listeners? You know, again, maybe thinking about is this a space I want to go into or anything there that you want to impart? Um, it's a good question. I genuinely, I feel like what I've learned um, is it's a lot easier when you start. Um, so I feel like hmm. right now, and I, I believe this is because of social media, um, you have a, like a really good, or whoever is listening to this, um, you have a really good opportunity to do the things that you want to be doing now. Um, there's a lot more opportunity in like sort of decentralizing your own place of work, selling products, selling services, doing the things that like really make it more fulfilling. And because there is such a larger audience online, there is a lot more opportunity in that sense. So like what I would just say is like, it's it's a lot easier than you think to start. Um, and I would definitely say like, for me, I was very unsatisfied and I was like, there's so much more that I could be doing. And I just wanted to like get out, but I really didn't know where to start. Um, and I just kept like racking my head about, around like, how do I start? How do I do this together? I'm going to need like better equipment. I'm going to need better, whatever, like all of those things that basically like stop you from starting. Um, it's like very much so just start because like start. truthfully, yeah, it's again, that being comfortable with failure, being comfortable with doing things that's wrong, but starting it was like the hardest part about doing it and really taking that leap. But then once you take that leap, I felt like things fell into place a lot faster than I expected. And I feel like that's really, like, really helpful. And I know that, again, there is like a lot of privilege that comes with just being able to take leaps and things like that. So obviously, do it at your own measure. But I definitely felt that there was a lot of opportunity. And there's there still is. And there's so much opportunity in just doing things that you're more passionate about and doing things that are more meaningful. Um, and it just starts with starting. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. I, no, I, I love, I love that. It starts with starting and just get there and do it. So amazing. I, again, this has been so incredible uh, for me, <laughs> hopefully for Thank the listeners you. too. It's been incredible. Um, where, where can people find you um, as far as your sites and stuff, just if they're curious? For sure. Um, Great question. <laughs> um, yeah, so I have an Instagram. Uh, it's it's at like at recipes by Matt. Um, okay. It's not the most original, I'll be honest. Um, but yeah, like you can find me there. You can also reach out to me on my website. It's Matthew Chin, like C H I N dot C A. Um, like I'm happy to listen to emails, read emails. I'll be reading all of them. So like if you need anything from me, I'm happy to support. And like yeah, if anybody's starting out, like. I'm always like willing to listen and also just like offer some insight um, and support if they need it. So yeah, of course, just feel free to reach out. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Maybe even some future clients might reach out from this podcast too. So I hope, I wish you well with, first of all, I wish you so much uh, success with this. It sounds like you're doing some really cool, innovative things. And, um, and uh, like you said, start with start. So, um, but thank you again for joining yeah. me today. It was really incredible. Yeah, and thank you for having me and thank you for putting this together and thank you for taking the time out. Like, it must be so crazy. And I'm sure I've listened to some of the other people you've talked to, so they're all fantastic. So um, oh, I'm you. very grateful. <laughs>
Oh, thank you. Uh, great addition to the, the lineup. So um, for the listeners, if you like what you heard today, share this podcast with your network on Spotify. Give us a rating. Follow us on Instagram. So Coffee with Convery on Instagram. This has been Coffee with Convery. And until next time, please stay well.